This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Today on CityCast Philly, it's kind of a funny thing to joke about driving in Philly. You know, the need to dodge multiple potholes on a drive. And in some cases, we're not so lucky and our tires hit one. But it's not just potholes. Our city is also known for giant sinkholes, a huge chunk of the street that just collapses. In the last few days and weeks, sinkholes have closed streets and even highways, causing a lot of damage in our region. I'm speaking with an expert about what's going on with the roads because this issue is way deeper. It's Monday, July 31st. I'm Trini Nuri, and here's what Philly's talking about. Laura Turan, you're a scientist and hydrogeologist at Temple University. You study the water and rocks underground. Laura, there was news in the last few days of a massive sinkhole in West Philly at 57th and Media Streets. Why did this happen? So there's two different mechanisms for sinkholes in the Philadelphia area. And one of them has to do with geology and the other has to do with infrastructure. So the geology one occurs where we have carbonate rock. And that's rock such as limestone. That's a more common name for it that is subject to dissolution or dissolving. The best picture that I like to give people is that this is the rock that caves form in. Because most people have seen a picture of a cave or maybe visited one, and they can picture, you know, the rock's been dissolved away. So those kind of openings only occur where we have carbonate rock. Um, we've mapped sinkholes in this state. The State Geological Survey has mapped them, and we have a pretty good idea of where those will occur. The other type of sinkhole that occurs in Philadelphia is due to infrastructure because we have a lot of pipes underground and old, you know, subway systems and structures, and sometimes the bridge over them collapses. And that's not really geologic. It's really just human activity. Laura, I read an article on 6ABC that said that this sinkhole in West Philly was recently fixed because another sinkhole had opened in the same place about a year ago. And then this also happened in the King of Prussia area on Route 202 recently. A roadway was patched and then a sinkhole reopened. So why aren't these repairs working? Yeah, so... The King of Prussia sinkhole is in a carbonate rock area, the limestone area, and there are a lot of sinkholes in that area. They're going to keep popping up. We can't change the geology underneath. I think the opening underground is just too big for us to fill up. If you want to picture a cave system and somebody saying, oh, I'm going to fill that with cement, you, you would just need an incredible incredible amount of cement to fill up a cave system. And that's our situation in the King of Prussia area. We just don't have enough cement. Okay. So we're going to fill it in where there's a problem and just 
kind of keep putting a Band-Aid on it. That There's the problem. Boop, let's fill that little area. Boop, there's another one. Let's fill that area. But we can't fill the whole area. I think it's something similar where we have infrastructure that we can't plug up all the holes that were created where our infrastructure is. Laura, I want to talk about another disaster that recently happened. And there was attribution that a sinkhole was maybe a cause, a major major cause for a train derailment that happened in White Marsh, Pennsylvania. What happened in this case? Yeah, so in, in this case, you are in carbonate rock, the limestone rock, and there are some sinkholes nearby, not as many as we see in the King of Prussia area. The density is not as great. So I think that the idea that they want to attribute it to a sinkhole is worth investigating. I will say I have not seen a photo of that sinkhole, and sinkholes are fairly photogenic. People get pretty <laughs> excited about taking pictures of them. Right. So I think it's still under investigation, and you know I, I wouldn't feel confident until I actually see a photo, but it's, it's definitely worth investigating. There are several sinkholes not very far from where that happened, and it's in the right geologic formation. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Now, in terms of the ground and the infrastructure, is there a difference between what causes a suburban sinkhole versus maybe what causes one in Philly? Well, the the first difference is the geology. We don't have that carbonate rock inside city proper, which is a different rock type there. So I'm going to point to infrastructure. In terms of the causes, though, you know, what makes that bridge collapse there are some similarities, and it usually has to do with water. And it could be too much water, or it can be not enough water. Often it's too much water, so water is a big erosive force. If you picture the power of water moving rocks and things, when it moves, it's eroding. It's, it's taking little pieces of rock or structural material that we've put down on the roads. And so we weaken things just by having more water flowing through um, a system. You can also have examples where if you pull the water out, you've removed a little bit of support. I think probably a little more commonly around here, it's a increase in water, a water main leak, more rain, things like that. So water is a big player in why these collapses happen. Interesting. Okay. Now you have tools that you can see the ground underneath of us and almost can predict those geological ones. Now, can we predict when these other sinkholes happen in the city? It's actually pretty tricky in both cases. So the tools that we have, they're not adequate to the job. They sort of give a fuzzy picture. Okay. What we have in the carbonate rock area is we have a history of sinkholes and we have sinkhole maps. 
And because we know where the rock is like that, we can sort of say odds are this is going to happen again. Mm -hmm. In the city, it's just a matter of how good our infrastructure maps are. And the older the city and the older the infrastructure, the, the less good our maps are. So in both cases, we have a bit of a fuzzy picture. So that makes prediction hard. We can predict where something might happen and we can keep our eye out for weaknesses and certainly be more vigilant when there's a sharp increase in rain or when there's a water leak, a water main leak, we're gonna go, oh, we better look around and keep our eye out for something that could be evidence that a sinkhole is about to happen. Right, and we've had both. Yeah. There was a water main break in the Logan neighborhood last week. You're absolutely right. We, we've we got both going on here. And so I think we have to be more vigilant. Um, the fact that they had a sinkhole at that intersection before means they had to keep their eye on it. I don't know that there's a good preventive tool that we have other than keeping alert and keeping an eye on areas where we've seen weaknesses occur. Sinkholes in in the specific location are a bit unpredictable. In a general location, oh, this is a sinkhole prone area, but oh, a sinkhole is going to open up on this day at this intersection. That's not that's not really within our ability to predict nope. yet. Okay. <laughs> I wish. Right. Yeah, we we don't actually have X-ray vision into the ground just yet. Okay. So in terms of filling them up, right? Where should I go or who do I call when, you know, a giant sinkhole happens and we need to get that fixed? Yeah, so it depends on the road. So certain roads are city roads, certain roads are state roads, and then once in a while you get highways that are interstate. I think even those, though, you call PennDOT. So something that's a state road or an interstate road, it's PennDOT. And then within the city, you've got to find your particular municipality. Okay, so is there any reprieve that we can get while we're on the roadways? Boy, I think we have to count on the city officials and the state officials to just be vigilant. But, you know, sinkholes are, they've been around forever. And I really think the problem is people trying, figuring out how to live with them. They were there and we're moving into where they already were. We just have to figure it out and try to accommodate our lives to something that was already there. All right. That was Laura Turan, hydrogeologist at Temple University. Thank you so much for breaking this all down for me on CityCast Philly. Yeah, thank you. It was really great talking to you. And I hope that people keep asking questions about this because it's, um, I think it's important to keep our city and state officials alert on the topic. We'll have a link to the map of where limestone sinkholes occur in Pennsylvania in our show notes. Here's producer Abby Fritz with what else Philly's talking about. Someone spread a rumor that District Attorney Larry Krasner was about to step down. The Philadelphia Inquirer reports a fake press release has been circulating among local attorneys and law enforcement. It claimed Krasner was about to leave his post to go work for an organization called the National Lawyers Guild. Philadelphians elected Krasner to the top prosecutor's job twice, and his current term doesn't end until 2026. In comments to the newspaper, Krasner shot down the rumor and said, quote, you're stuck with me. And 
There's a partisan split over how Pennsylvania should fund mental health services, according to the Associated Press. During recent budget negotiations, State House Democrats wanted to put $100 million towards adult mental health services. But in the spending package that the Republican-controlled Senate advanced and both chambers agreed to, the money instead went to student mental health. With the budget currently locked in a stalemate, Democrats are hoping to get a second chance to fund both priorities. But it's not clear if there's the political will to change the bill language. Check out the Hey Philly newsletter for more Philly news. That's all for today here on CityCast Philly. If you enjoyed the show, why not tell a friend? Rate the show, leave us a review, and hit that subscribe button, but not a single. Be sure to sign up for our morning newsletter too. It's called Hey Philly. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye. Bye.